Hello and welcome along to the Crystal Conversation. This is a podcast between Ruby and Lynn for the month of April 2021. Mm. So uh, welcome along, Ruby. Thank you. Yeah, we haven't done one of these for a while. No, we've been a little bit busy there, which has been fabulous, possibly part of the influence of working with green calcite and aventurine. Mm. But uh, no, we haven't. And today we do. So that's fantastic. Mm, Yeah, I'm excited. What are we going to be touching on today? Well, we're going to mention the experience of working with green calcite and aventurine and how that opened up to our own awareness as for the potential of a conscious interface within the body of Gaia. Mm -hmm. I guess that's kind of ties in with what Samaya spoke with us about on her conversation which is becoming conscious of ourselves as an organism within the consciousness of Gaia. Mm-hmm. We're going to explore that a little bit further and um, mention then leading into the significance of the geomantic structures within the planet. And then we're going to end up speaking about our explorations coming forward next month into Blue John and Labrador, mm. right? Yes, I'm excited about the Blue John. <laughs> love the local Blue John. <laughs> love a bit of local <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yay. So in that, um, with working with the Green Calcite and Aventurine, both of these crystals are so readily available, and yet they are a humble opening to the gateway of something so much larger. Green calcite is, as part of the calcite group, has the opportunity of burning off any um, unwanted kind of debris within our energy systems. And Aventurine steps in with its gentle, playful nature, which is associated, I guess, with the earth elementals possibly the fae mm-hmm. so we may have a little bit of um fae life fae life that's <laughs> kind of percolating up for us now and i think that's probably what's led into the recognition of ourselves as having a conscious interface within the body of gaia because in our own consciousness if we gain access to it we can build up this recognition of that interface and that is done through meditations um, having a mind to wanting that as an outcome and um, and beginning to recognize our own capacity for visioning mm. and imaginings which take this into the possibility of future timelines or future co-creative possibilities, Mm. that type of thing. Mm. Well, I've really enjoyed working with it this month because like you're saying, it's we're coming into spring, it's life, isn't it? It's Mm. the green elements, it's, you know, and I find when you're sitting outside amongst Gaia's wonders Mm. and then you're sitting there with the green crystals, it's just, yeah, it really resonated for this time, especially. Mm. Mm. It's like a fresh sparkling, isn't it? Mm. And uh, that's that's emblemic, emblematic of, of what this possibility brings forward. Um, when we work with the crystals, we tend to work 
initially on, I guess, rebalancing our own energy systems. That's the first plateau. And then that plateau leads on, obviously, because we're connecting with the crystals into the interface within our consciousness with the crystals that can then form up and influence how we experience day-to-day -day life, mm. basically. Mm. Um, and that's what we're going to look into more. How did you find the uh, conversation with Nicholas Pearson? Oh, oh, I loved it. I really loved it. I watched it about three times. I just found it, the way he talks about things, it's so accessible and, you know, I just really enjoyed I think the main thing I really enjoyed that he spoke about was when he was saying how we're living amongst the crystals mm -hmm. they're in everything and you know he explains examples so well and he says they're in the walls and that mm -hmm. you know we're surrounded by it and and that really got it did get me mm -hmm. thinking and I just thought what a beautiful truth mm -hmm. like wow mm -hmm. I love that because it's almost like fashioning the mind there is a poem by Keats that speaks about the fashioning of the mind and creating a garden within the mind out mm. from which things can bloom and blossom and I guess if we can in a way step into the possibility that through appreciating a differing perception of what we sit inside of we can actualize and realize the awareness that Nicholas is speaking about really. Mm. Mm. yeah no it really and I loved all of the different kind of ways that he was speaking about the mineralogy and and I loved his story about how he got into the crystals and you know how it's almost like they found him in a way <laughs> and they took him on that journey and I just thought oh how wonderful which again is I guess one of the boons of stepping into appreciating ourselves as an organism within the consciousness of Gaia because you move on to that platform where that becomes more prominent in your life those synchronicities mm. finding yourselves in situations that yes it speaks to something much deeper mm. within ourselves really mm. which is fantastic and uh, i and that leads on to probably what I wish to speak about today which is the geomantic structure that is inherent on the planet as a way of our minds making sense of this phenomena because this phenomena we need to understand it mentally but we experience it through our heart centers mm. and it's that that stepping stone that we're on at the moment where there's the mental understanding but there's the heartfelt experience yes yeah. and it's partnering those two together which can be a little bit difficult if you're trying mm. to pop and speak about it in a coherent fashion, really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But we'll try our best. We'll <laughs> try our best. I mean, both aventurine and green calcite are associated with the heart centre within the human, and that heart centre's energy or frequency unfettered is a means of processing the frequency of love mm. and that frequency of love if you then meet the crystals through regular meditation kind of provides the roadmap to understanding the next step in the development of working with the crystals mm -hmm. more coherently which took us this month into 
exploring more of the geomantic structures within the planet. Okay, so sorry, what geomantic structures? Yes, this is this is this is so really this is what I'm going to speak <laughs> with you about. This is what's coming. <laughs> so when you say geo, ge, I think of German. Oh, Germantic. <laughs> Germantic. Well, we've obviously got a kind of speech impediment going on here. <sighs> no, it's geo. Geo as in oh, geology. Right. Mantic as in a pathway, uh, a manda. Mm -hmm, a kind yeah. of overarching information setup. So the, the, the planetary grid, which is this geomantic structure, mm -hmm. is a living ancient mapping system of multiple energy spectrums of consciousness filled with intelligent geometric patterns of universal creation codes. Now I know that's a lot. <laughs> and if we try to unpack that a little bit, what it's amongst what it's trying to say is that the planetary grid is organized intelligently into layers of geomantic blueprints that hold the living consciousness geometries, which in turn perform specific functions within a precise layer of multiple webbings of energy. Okay. So if we sit with that, and you could sit with this for a long time trying to explore this further, there's, a, there's an invitation there to recognize that we live on a living, breathing planet that has its own means of interconnecting both within itself and within the solar system mm -hmm. and the larger cosmos. These grid lines were known by the ancients in back in time as um, places that marked very special significance for ancient cultures. There's a whole body of information that links up with this. But in essence, what it means is that we have a far bigger environment in which this particular level of consciousness that we're talking about, that the crystals can help us access, is supported by and through this larger level of networks. Mm. So that all over the planet, there are grids, there are ley lines, we would associate them with power spots that generate frequencies and energies that are supportive to the organic timeline for the planet and for human beings. Mm -hmm. And as we work with the crystals, we kind of sense more of a resonating awareness of that vast possibility. Is that possible? Something just to consider. It's a reflection. Um, grid workers are the people that have worked with this over time to establish and clear maybe areas that had been blocked to open them up more so. And the, the, the grid workers have worked phenomenally throughout this century and probably started last century as well to clear this, to make a possible clear through way for the frequencies and the energies to move through the planet. Mm. So the planet has its ley lines, which are energy lines that run through the planet, just as we have our 
axitonial lines in our body that move energy chi through our own body. So we are actually naturally functioning on a par as an organism, or as a cell within the organism of Gaia, Gaia. when mm. we consider ourselves from this perspective. Mm -hmm. There's a harmonizing possibility there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's like a connection, but then there's also a yeah. harmonizing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And um, this is going to become increasingly more of a possibility for us as we move forward through 2021 and on through to 2032 and beyond really mm. seeing ourselves as part of that and working with the crystals supports that particular pathway of understanding and experiencing ourselves mm. and is often accessed through a conscious choice to meditate to work in collaboration with the stones and with the rocks and the ley lines themselves are particularly powering up at the moment here in the uk we have of course stonehenge but we have so many differing um, circles and ley lines the rose line in particular that run through the country that are significant if you consider the works of Lisa Rene and other Ascension coaches in terms of accessing a more viable, a more creative future for ourselves, mm. a more sovereign future for ourselves. Mm. Beautiful. It is mm. a true beauty. And I love that that's the word that you give expression to because that's what this truly reflects and the connection and the possibility of conductivity that lives in that possibility is opening up for us on the planet now mm. because there's an opportunity again with working with the crystals to amplify the forces that are running through and currents on the planet towards that beauty mm. So that's, that's what all of this offers and the way we can pick up on these forces and this energy is recognition of um, symbolism with the crystals we may get a symbolic representation we can find it evidenced in mythologies and stories i mean one that's Thing, which is really relevant at the moment is the story of um, the King Arthur story and the return of King Arthur. Mm -hmm. And this mythology is rising up to take a central position in what is possible for our consciousness at this time. Is that because of the connection with Gaia? Yes, mm. it is. Because... Um, these energies and these forces have a long history in which they were maybe corrupted, or blocked or altered so that for the human psyche, there was over a period of time, a loss of connection to this possibility. Mm. And it is now 
that that connection to this possibility is being realigned and opened up again. Thanks to a lot of the work the grid workers have done and, and so many people that have been mm. within the Ascension community working on this. Mm. And the significance of King Arthur is that it was always said in the myths and the legends that when the, the human psyche or consciousness was at a place that it was ready to interface with this level of consciousness, King Arthur's expression would return to the planet and that he is sleeping in the land of the planet. And here in the UK, particularly sleeping in the land mass of the UK. Mm. And now he is waking up. And this is tied very much to something that I know you and I have spoken about before, which is the place of the masculine and the sacred masculine and the twinning of both the masculine and the feminine possibilities in balance. Mm. And that's what the imminent future holds as a possibility for us. Mm. Through our psyches, really. Mm. Yeah, well, that feels very relevant now, definitely. Yeah. And um, it kind of also ties to the fact that you chose Blue John. Yes, I mean, the, this for me spoke of the ley lines and the grid networks, but it also spoke of a, a growing appreciation that the whole of the planet is a sacred, conductive energy repository emanator that we can tap into. And as we move about our day-to-day -day lives, moving in our bodies through this wonderful space that we have on the planet, we can begin to appreciate, as Nicholas said, the very touchstones that should we choose to, we can connect our consciousness to. So I was thinking and intending this month to work with folks um, tapping into the local natural minerals, stones, crystals that their feet will be touching every day and mm. sparking so that we can begin to build up a more of a unified sparking process mm. for ourselves. Mm. See, when you say that, I almost imagine every footstep leaving like a mark of light. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm so grateful that whatever lives in you can hear it in this way and recognise that possibility because, of course, we do um, have the potential to be light beings ourselves mm. and to generate that light and love throughout. And a good place to start, I guess, is in your local neighbourhood okay. and exploring what support, ally, assistance is there for us to realise and work in the immediacy of that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, we're going to be working with the local stones. Mm. Good old Blue John. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, I mean, I know Blue John is, is local just to the 
uh, well, to Derbyshire actually, uh, to a place called Castleton. And I know we've been down the mines and uh, explored that a little bit for ourselves. Mm, and caves, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And in turn, we're gifted with a beautiful sample of the Blue John, which has um, only recently come out of the earth, really. So it's never actually been worked with in a partnership. Well, I remember you saying that there was a connection where they found it over in Egypt as well. Blue John is a form of fluorite, and as far as I can make out, there were fluorite samples that were turned into vessels and scarabs in ancient Egypt. And this links in with the beautiful work of Antoinette Lyons Glynn, mm. wherein she speaks of the cross-pollination between the ancient Druids and the Egyptian cultures. Mm -hmm. which for many of us who are prepared to accept that our prehistory may be different to what, that which we've been told, do have maybe memories or rememberings or associations that link and reinforce this idea that, yes, there was much more travelling between different peoples in far ancient times mm -hmm. than we could ever imagine. Yeah. yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? I know, I know. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Antoinette and I are speaking about doing a further podcast. So I'm a little bit excited oh, about yeah. that possibility, particularly as she works so much in the landmass in Ireland as well. I'd love to mm. check in with her where her exploration is um Taking her. leading, yeah, yeah, and, and the connections, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. So that's going to be the plan for next this month coming. We'll be working with the Blue John, but I guess for other people that might want to tap into the meditation, meditation will be available for people to work with whatever is their local stone, mm. with an emphasis on building up this connection with the geomantic structures that they walk upon yeah. mm. every day, mm. you know, to, yeah. to really feel oneself as a cell within the organism of Gaia. Yes, and it was kind of like how you were saying with the heart, and it's kind of like you're coming back to the heart of where you're living, aren't you? Yeah. It's all kind of about that inner core of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the Labradorite is associated with... Um, the possibility for visioning so i think in partnership with your local stone uh, the labradorite can support you on a journey that goes into the imaginal the visionary realms so that you can build up your own unique relationship mm. with the land that you live upon mm. whether that's the city or the country or, or wherever you are well, i think it's so fitting because We've been having conversations and also I think with Nicholas, he had a conversation about the well, the idea, the truth that the crystals aren't there to serve. They're not there as a, just a generic thing and they will do the same thing for everybody. Mm. And if you kind of want to touch in with certain aspects, you need to think a bit more outside of the box and kind mm. of think, well, what actually is it that I'm needing? Is it, mm. I think Nicholas said, like, is it communication? And if it is, then, you know, 
And I think it kind of ties in with what you're saying about it being your local stone. Mm. And everyone this month that does the meditations and joins in with our journey with the two stones, they're all going to have very personal experiences. Absolutely. And it would be lovely. I know we do get feedback from people on the meditations and really welcome that. And it would be lovely if people continued to do that or even new folks that haven't done that up until now to just give us a little bit of an insight into mm. where this journey takes them in their particular part of the world mm. because we know that people that are listening to these meditations are picking up from all over the planet yeah they're everywhere <laughs> which is uh, which is truly remarkable to so to bring that possibility together um would be uh just stunning yeah. just simply stunning just living walking and strutting your thing in the beauty <laughs> of your own neighborhood really <laughs> and then joining in in the conversation yeah. mm. <laughs> brilliant so we're going to be bringing out the meditation mm. in this month as well which you can find through spotify or itunes or whichever platform you use and then we're going to have something with Antoinette, yes. either a podcast or a YouTube. Yes. Not, yeah. not 100% decided yet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got a really exciting uh, April coming up. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you to the listener for listening also. May you have, as the listener, a sparking of insights and awarenesses that truly leave you feeling connected to the very beautiful planet and its consciousness mm. in which you are both an integral part and an integral co-creator mm. thank you thank you